Welcome to Pi Night, Pies fans. Brought to you by Easy Bonds Global Payments. A bit of a shocking game against the Saints, which Driver, Sugarfoot, Clinton Bowne and myself, Conno, will review on tonight's show. We're also going to go through the Coca-Cola Sweet 16. We're going to talk on this round, round 15 in years gone by. And we're going to finish the show with a preview of Sunday's game against the Shockers at the MCG. Boys, welcome to Pie Night. Hi, Conno. Hi to all the Pie fans out there. I've got to say that last Sunday at Telstra Dome wasn't a pleasant experience. The roof was open. It was freezing cold. And the pies were cold too, weren't they, Sugarfoot? Bloody awful. It was actually colder in the ground than outside. When you left the the ground, it was actually warmer outside Telstra Dome. We didn't have much to warm us up. We didn't have much cheering, much clapping. There wasn't much to look at at all. first five minutes, there was plenty to look at. We should have been four up. We kicked 3-1 and were flying. And then all of a sudden, the uh, Saints turned it around. We stopped. They kept going. We were awful. I think that's the point. Did they start or did we just stop? I think we stopped going direct. I mean, we were talking about it off air before. Uh, we we started playing attacking footy. And, Driver, you've got a theory as to what's happened the last few weeks. Well, I do. I mean, up until the Melbourne game, even though we lost the Melbourne game, we were playing very attacking positive football. Direct, kick it into the forward line, give the forwards an opportunity. Against Sydney, we changed for, our game for, plan. For 12 rounds of football. For 12 rounds of football. That's right. And then against Sydney, we changed our game plan. We went very defensive. We choked Sydney to death, and it was successful. But it seems as though we haven't been able to snap out of that negative sideways mentality, and we look very flat-footed. We're not that positive attacking team we were in the first 12 rounds of the year. The thing is, we played uh, attacking footy in the first half of football of the year, and then in the second half against Adelaide in round one, that's when we slowed down. And remember, we went through the final quarter, I think, totally scoreless. And that was the last time I'd seen a Collingwood uh, team this year play such a, I guess, uh, without any forward conviction. Yeah, and people are blaming the forwards. People are saying that Pebbles and Chris Tarrant and Alan Didak didn't kick any goals between them. Uh, I would have hated to have been those guys. Peter McKenna and Gordon Coventry and Peter Dacos wouldn't have kicked goals with the delivery that they got. Uh, the Saints players Or the lack well. of delivery as mm. well. And St Kilda are allowed to have two loose men in their defence. Where were our loose men in our defence? It, it was difficult. It was a hard day. Um, I've got to say, though, I think that the boys are going to be chastened. Two weeks in a row, we've ended up copying significant losses. And I don't think this unit, this Collingwood team of 2006, is going to sit down and take it. Now, Driver, the other theory, which uh, we were discussing earlier, was that that Brisbane game, uh, it was a big build-up, big psychological build-up, Sugarfoot, Huge game. You know, but we, we got smashed. We won the physically. game, but physically, physically we ended up with five big injuries. We've lost Brody Holland, we've lost Guy Richards, we've lost Nick Blake Carousella, and we've lost Nick, Nick Maxwell. They haven't even reappeared since that game. And also, Dane Swan got his hamstring injury, and it's only now that he's working his way back into the team. And Well, speaking of, uh, of Blake Carousella, Mick Malthouse had something to say about him in, uh, in today's press conference. A bit more of a positive... Uh, or hope that he will play again this year? Oh, expecting. Does it come to calculations? We'd be, on, we'd be cautious and say no. Blake is, is without the colon out. He's, he's undergoing uh, training of, of, of a description that will see him gradually build up. He is very optimistic. 
very optimistic, which is terrific, because I think when you've got that, that optimism about you, then you, um, you probably heal better. You, you're, not, you're not down on yourself, and therefore you sort of have a, have a hopelessness about you. He's got a real positive attitude. He is uh, quite convinced that he wants to play and can play, and I guess me sitting here is not going to answer it. It's going to be him and his surgeon, but as long as he keeps that positive attitude up, we'll be delighted to have him back. And he's talking this year. But again, there's a lot... I know we're only saying halfway through July there's not much left of the year, but he's very, very positive, So, and that's a real bonus for us. What sort of training is he doing? He's doing leg work at the moment, um, among other things. I don't know exactly how much he can do upper body. I... I I think that's the next part of the program, which will, which will probably take uh, into next week. He's really... He's, he's not waiting weeks to do things. He's waiting days to do things. And... Um, but he's smart enough also to realise that the the actual exercises he does have all got to be balanced out with what the doctor says. So he's not going to run off stupidly. But I think that what he does, when he gets the OK, he really attacks it with, with everything he possibly can, which is terrific for us. Very positive news from uh, Mick about the possibility of Carousella playing in some September action. Well, we all want to be playing in September, don't we, Sugar? Well, we've got to win this Saturday before we start talking about September. It was all looking rosy when we're sitting there at 9 and 3, now at 9 and 5 and playing Frio. Different story. We should get there, but we've got to certainly pull our finger out. On to the votes. Cono, what did you think? I, uh, I'd have to give three votes to Nathan Buckley for... An absolutely magnificent performance. Uh, he was just fantastic uh, for the whole game. Uh, two votes to the alpha male and one vote to the man, Nathan Buckley. <laughs> Driver. So you've given all your six votes to Nathan Buckley, have you? Yeah, why not? Well, the way I saw it, Nathan Buckley was best on ground. He is the man. He keeps on keeping on. He's uh, nearly 34 years old. He'll be 34 years old later this month. But, gee, he was playing like a bloke 10 years younger. Two votes to another old-timer who just keeps on keeping on, and that's Scott Burns. I was really impressed with his effort. A four-quarter game through the midfield. And one vote to the player that's quickly becoming my love child of the year, Heath Shaw. I just love the way he plays. Um, teams have tried to isolate him in the last few weeks, but he just keeps going, and he keeps presenting. When he gets the ball in his hands, he usually uses it well too. So I'm still quite impressed with him. I've gone three bucks, two to Benny Johnson, and one to Scotty Burns. Clinton. Well, I uh, saw it pretty similar to you guys, uh, three for bucks. I gave, um, it was an interesting contest, but I liked the contest between Loney and Goddard all day. And I know that uh, Goddard got away, kicked the goal, probably had more possessions, but I thought Loney did very well to keep him somewhat contained, uh, considering he could have uh, really destroyed the game. I'm, I'm, I'm sure obviously disagrees with my, uh, my point he's of view. He's taken off his headphones in disgust. He's out of he's here. Walking he's walking out. He's gone. <laughs> Goddard's a heck. Yeah, I thought Goddard had a pretty good game. I'm sorry about that, Sugar. Oh, we could have um, that debate. I reckon he's a great player, mm. poorly coached by a bad coach. Mm. And, sorry, uh, I'm, 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 I'm with you, Driver. I think the guy could have been uh, presenting two years ago had he been properly yeah, I saw coached. saw him playing in junior football, and I tell you what, the kid is a gun, and he's still got 10 years to go. He'll prove you wrong, Sugar. And uh, one for Heath Shaw, your love child there, uh, Driver. But, boys, before we go any further, before we get on to uh, our magnificent Sweet 16, uh, a final note to the Pies fans that we have uh, we've come through hopefully the end of maybe a mid-season lull 
And what I'd love to see is uh, is basically putting it all behind us and absolutely uh, smashing Frio. But let's wait till later on. We've got yeah, the, the Frio preview coming up. Let's hope it's the calm before the storm. Coca-Cola Zero. Sweet 16. <laughs> Real taste. Zero sugar. How's that for teamwork, Pies fans? We're here with our Sweet 16. It's been 16 years since we've won a flag, and Pies fans, this year we're going to win another. The point is, since 1990, we've had a hell of a lot of players playing for Collingwood. Some very, very good, and some maybe not so good. Sugarfoot. <laughs> name names, Connor. <laughs> name names. Maybe not. But what Guys, we've... we're here to pick the good ones. <laughs> okay. What we've asked you to do, Pies fans, is uh, email in and select your best team of players since 1990. We asked you last week for your selections on the halfback flanks. Driver, how's the response been? Overwhelming response against again, Cono. Thank you to all the Pie fans out there for Thank you, sending in their emails. Um, there has been one player who stands out in almost every response we've had for one halfback flank. For every position, Andrew. Andrew. He's the bloke who's got the most votes of anyone in the Sweet 16. That's Gavin Brown. So he slots in immediately into one halfback Finally, flank. Well done, Rowdy. The rest of the nominations, they were split pretty much all over the place. We had Gavin Krasiska, Ben Johnson, Alan Richardson, Scott Burns. A lot of people mentioned that sensational year that Shane Watson had in 1994 when he ended up playing for Victoria. Who could forget the back of his head? <laughs> well, exactly. Who could, who could forget his head. ears either? Mm. But um, Watto uh, only finished his footballing career playing for Frankston, didn't he, last year? Only well, a few years ago. I think he's coaching somewhere out in the eastern suburbs now. Or, uh, Diamond Valley. Part of the, actually, Elton, he's, he? he's coaching at Sandringham Dragons. Okay. He's one of the coaching okay. panel there. Um, Your neck of the woods, Sugarfoot. He's my neck of the woods. The funny thing is about Shane Watson that we can't forget is that memorable 1992 centenary clash when uh, Lee Matthews, Decided that Shane Watson was our answer at full forward and played him on uh, on Stephen Silvani. He got absolutely pumped. Oh, well, I mean, I don't think we had a great night that night all round. But, guys, um, what we're asking you to, to do out there in Pyland is select, again, the other half-packed flanker. And, Cono, there's a reason for this? The reason is because we, uh, as you know, Pies fans... We are able to give away a slab of Coke Zero. Real taste zero sugar, Cono. Every single week to the winner or to the person that uh, that enters in. So if you email in and you're one of the people selected or the person selected, you win a slab of Coke Zero. Real taste zero sugar. They're not selected at random either. We actually do go through a process of choosing people who put a bit of effort into their stuff. So and that's please. one of Sugarfoot's patented scientific secrets. He's not going to tell anyone how he selects them. But the point is... Coke Zero, real taste zero sugar. Have again, been Kono. so generous in their uh, sponsorship of this particular program, and we thank them very much because it's a great drink that they want the world to know how good Coke Zero, real taste zero sugar. On re- repeat, really is. So uh, they've got another slab they want to give away to us next week for the other halfback flanker. So driver, how do, how does one particularly lucky Pies fan win that slab? Well, they have to send us an email to pynight at collingwoodfc.com.au with Sweet 16 in the subject line and a selection of a halfback flanker other than Gavin Brown, who's already selected as the best halfback flank for the last 16 years. And last week, the lucky winner of the Coca-Cola Zero... Real taste, <laughs> zero sugar. Thanks, Sugarfoot. Uh, slab, an entire slab of Coca-Cola Zero... 
goes to Kelly Haynes. Thank you, Kelly, for your entry. But we should also Honourable mention a few other Yes, if emails, I can uh, interrupt their driver. Uh, Hayden, uh, I won't mention his surname, but I'll just say Hayden C., who works for the Department of Infrastructure, has... Um, it's our taxpayers' money going to work, writing an absolutely magnificent email in to the uh, to us here. I'm happy at for my taxes to pay for Collingwood stuff. Thanks, Hayden. You're a good Collingwood and man. And he um, he's he loves Ben Johnson, but just seems to think he might need a bit more development time. So he's voted for uh, uh, Rowdy and Crozzy. Mm. I've also got Jason Theophilus. He's a regular contributor. He's put Gavin Brown. Good on you, Jason. And he's uh, also just mentioned that it was awesome to have Dids on last week. It was. I'll tell you what, Amber was getting a bit excited in the box, box there too with Alan, Alan in. He was looking good. And You were uh, getting pretty excited there. Sugar, yeah. I could hear it all the way from where I was last week. You were getting excited. And, uh, Kono, anyone else? Look, uh, Driver's got a few. I think. Well, yeah, I mean, look, we've got plenty of emails here. But, Pi fans, if you want to be part of the Coca-Cola Zero Sweet 16 and get your chance to win a slab of Coca-Cola Zero... Real taste, zero sugar. Then you've got to send zero us your sugar emails. Foot in that instance, you've got to send us your emails to pinite at collingwoodfc.com.au with sweet sixteen in the subject line. Thanks, Coca Cola Zero. Collingwoodfc.com.au is proudly supported by Easy Bonds Global Payments. Secure online payments. Easy Bonds online payments. Check out EasyBond's website at ezybonds.com or see the Collingwood website to see how you can transfer money the best way online. On this round, round 15 in Collingwood, years gone by. On round 15, 1920... One of the greatest players ever to pull on the black and white made his debut for Collingwood. That's right, Pies fans. Gordon Nuts Coventry. Played superstar. The f- superstar. Played the first of his 306 games for Collingwood over 17 seasons, kicking 1,299 goals. Coventry, nicknamed Nuts, was a champion centre-half forward who went to rewrite the record books. He was the first man to kick 100 goals in a season, 124 goals in 1929, was the first VFL player to notch 300 senior games and kicked a record 50 goals or more in 13 successive seasons. What a star. What an absolute superstar. In round 15, 1986, the Magpies were drawn to play Geelong at a wet and cold Cadinia Park. At halftime, Collingwood led by just seven points. But a sensational 12 goals to one burst in the second half condemned the pathetic Cats to a 71-point hiding. Brian Taylor, another magpie goal-kicking hero, bagged seven goals. Peter Dacos, Darren Mullane and Bruce Abernethy were best on ground for the Pies. And I recall specifically Bruce Abernethy actually kicked the drop kick during that game. Fantastic. On this round in our 1990 Premiership year, Pies faced off against the scumbags in front of 76,000 fans out at Waverley including Paul Keating, who had adopted the Pies as his team. At three-quarter time, Magpies had searched for an 11-goal lead before easing off to record a 54-point victory against the Blues. Dake snagged five, and Scotty Russell was BOG. It was Collingwood's eighth win in a row, something we hadn't done for 17 years. After the match, Blues coach as Alex Jezelenko declared Collingwood the best side he had seen all year. And right. we were. He was right. 
On round 15, 1993, former Swan Barry Mitchell had a rare good game for the Magpies. <laughs> oh, God. Against his former side, as the Pies massacred the Swans by 92 points at Victoria Park. Brad Rowe kicked six, who was a, an unlucky uh, runner-up in the Ford pocket in the Coca-Cola Zero Sweet 16. Very unlucky. Sav Rocker and Craig Starsevich kicked four each. Stasa! And Peter Dacos got injured pay, playing his 250th game. Sadly, it was the last time he would ever wear the black and white stripes. Come, come, come here, Kono. Come here, Kono. Guys, at, hold me, Sugarfoot. No. Guys, at not. this point, I should acknowledge the work of Taurus from Buckley Surfers, who has done a lot of research that we base on this round on. So we thank him. Thanks, for his Taurus. Well done, Taurus. We'll see you at the uh, Cricketers this Sunday. Definitely. Hopefully celebrating. On this round in 2003, the Magpies came out firing against the Fremantle Dockers at the MCG. Nathan Buckley, superstar that he is, was inspiring with 30 kicks in a best-on-ground performance. Shane O'Brien and Josh Fraser kicked three goals each, and the Magpies smashed the Dockers by 41 points. I think it's time that we repeated the dose on Sunday. And that was On This Round. Pies fans, you're listening to Pie Night, brought to you by Easy Bonds Global Payments. This Sunday, Collingwood versus Fremantle, MCG, 2.10pm. Driver. Yes, Cono. We've been flat the last couple of weeks, no doubt about that. But it's time we redeemed ourselves and smashed the Fremantle Dockers. This is a team that is probably the most inconsistent football team I've ever come across. They're they consistently are inconsistent, aren't they, Driver? Up one week, down the other week. They are playing for their season, and if they have any respect for their coach, they're playing for his career and his future, basically. Um, I hear on the grapevine that a former West Coast Premiership player is now the favourite to become Fremantle coach. Is that a former West Who's Coast that? Premiership player that um, currently resides at Lexus Centre? No, I don't. I'm not sure about that. I, the latest theory I have is a West Coast Premiership player who might be residing in a state between ours and Western Australia. But um, Chris Connolly is certainly in the gun. You lost me with that one, driver. Come on, name, name him. him. He's certainly in the gun. I can't name him, but um, Chris Connolly and the Fremantle Dockers have got everything to play for. But so have we, guys. It's time we focused on Collingwood. Some of our players are under pressure. Anthony Rocker. Chris Tarrant, Alan Dydek, they didn't get goals last week. And, of course, uh, Mike Sheehan, I was actually trying to remember his real name. Uh, Mike Sheehan uh, wrote that little article about Chris Tarrant last week and must have been absolutely wrapped when he didn't kick a goal because then it was it, it meant that all the papers were Mike's able to right. Put... Mike's right. Yeah, Mike. Mike's oh, well, right. has Mike ever been wrong? No, no, he's not right. There's another word that rhymes with right. That he is, but anyway, it doesn't matter. The point being that uh, Mick Moltas had a couple of comments to say today in a press conference when asked about the media concentration on Chris Tarrant. I don't control their life. I don't control their life. I'd be very surprised if Chris Tarrant takes any great notice. I think Anthony summed it up very, very well when he said that uh, the only criticism, or the only recommendations, the only things that he has to worry about is what the coaching panel suggests about the game or the next game. I think if we uh, if we started to zero in, see all, all the attention is, is, is to Chris Tarrant. Uh, two weeks ago, two weeks ago, he was in our best five. Three weeks ago, if he hadn't have played, we wouldn't have beaten Sydney. So please don't become a sheep because one or two journos believe that Chris Tarrant should be strung up. 
that everyone else has jumped on the bandwagon to two critics who really have either got an agenda or who have got no real knowledge of the year. They take an isolated game. If they took the isolated game, then you could point to 15 players that played approximately the same level as Chris Tarrant. Now, I'm actually surprised that uh, Mick found only 15 players that uh, needed a fair bit of improvement after last week. Well, I mean, we, we were struggling with votes. I know, Connor, you, uh, you gave all, all your votes to Bucks. Um, I mean, I must say I was scratching to find a fourth. If I had to give four votes, I would have really struggled. Maybe Pendles for a bit of uh, showing a bit of promise. But the positive there is there's plenty of upside for us. Um, we got smashed, but you know, there's a lot of guys in our team who are quality footballers who haven't been playing that well, and it's all at the same time. So plenty of upside for us on Sunday, and hopefully Frio bear the full brunt of that. You well, bet. It's going to click. I can see it clicking. I can see the, the midfield clicking, the forward line clicking, and us really having a big day on Sunday. Big and, day out. And we've got the teams here, Driver. Uh, Chris Tarrant's actually been named on the wing with Sean Rusling at full forward. Now, this time last week, we didn't have a chance to talk about Sean Rusling because he was only named as an emergency. But uh, it's good to see back him on the tra- uh, him back on the track, isn't it? Look, it was. Um, he looked a little bit rusty. He'll be, he'll be better for the run. He hasn't been back too long, uh, maybe a month and a bit. Uh, Great to see him back on the side. Always plenty of options and uh, and some support for Pebbles and Taz. Take the heat off and allow Taz to go up uh, up the ground. Also, didn't take, didn't have a lot of game time, but no. I think the Telstra Dome doesn't suit him. He's a player who relies on long, hard, direct running mm. and playing on the open spaces of the MCG. I'm looking forward to seeing the best of Sean Rusling. I can't actually remember when, whether in his few games last year he ever played on the G. I'm not sure. I think he did. actually played all his games at Telstra. I think you're right, Robert. And um, yeah. I'm really keen to see him play on the on the open spaces, as I said. You're right. The thing is about Rusling, we know his asset is his pace. He's probably one of the quickest footballers in the AFL. I think he was an under-18s uh, athletics champion in mm. South Australia. Uh, and to have a key position player at Collingwood who has got those running skills. Another key position player, Connor. Well, Let's not forget Mike's man. Yeah, well, Chris Tarrant, he's, he's got an engine, we know that. And, and I think the thing with Anthony Rocker is, uh, obviously, Luke McFarlane comes into the Fremantle team, but, you know, apart from that, I, I, I can't see any uh, any Fremantle defender being able to have this sort of weight size to actually cope young, with him. Young Johnson's going all right. Um, he gets a lot of back. touches, but more more as a uh, as a running uh, a running defender in the James Clement mould rather he's than he's more a um, a link man, isn't he? Mm. Starting off from deep in defence, he's big, he's an interesting player. Big size, you can play. I mean, we're going to miss again. Brody's there was talk in the paper today. Brody's going to miss out. Uh, well, he's not not not. Well, ready. Been selected in the 25, has no, he? And there was some Rusling wasn't last. Rusling wasn't last week, and he managed to get in. So, um, sorry, Sugarfoot. Speaking of Brody, it's on a different topic. But uh, Mick Malthouse in his press conference today was uh, very interesting. Made some reference to Brody, scathing and, about things. That's right, driver. Scathing about the fact that Brody Holland hasn't just missed through his Achilles; he's missed two weeks on an attempted striking charge. And we saw this week uh, Daniel Kerr. Uh, basically trying to punch uh, was Sam Mitchell and the Jats Crackers. Ghoulies was the uh, technical term uh, used. Was it the medical term? Um, so let's uh, hear what Mick had to say. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, feeding the tribunal. No, not allowed to say anything. Not allowed to say, not allowed to say a thing. Not allowed to say one thing about it. Oh, I'd love to. 
Love to. Absolutely love to. I don't know what I'm going to say that. I've been done over too many times because I've said things that I believe are pretty innocent. Put it this way, if we had our life over again, we'd be wondering why we've accepted two weeks for Brodie Holland attempting, attempting to strike. And rightly so, I dare say. I mean, Mick's angry about two weeks for an attempted striking charge, and Daniel Kerr gets one week for for that. For something and, that brings a tear to your eye. And and Jason Cloak got uh, got a couple of weeks, missed out on a grand final. Arguably, we missed out on a flag. Well, Cloakie's named same thing on in two thousand and three. Yes, Cloakie's named on the extended bench. As is uh, good to see Fanning Fanning named there. Now, whether Flax. he gets to go, but be good to see a bit of support for Josh. Uh, Josh has been been going it alone since Stretch got got injured. So and he got double teamed last week by St Kilda's ruckman. He did. It was St Kilda's hard for him to combat two very capable players. He, he did. It's going to be going to be difficult. The, I guess the key guy for Freo, as everyone knows, is uh, is Pavlich. He's in there, and um, Polak, who'd been uh, dropped or double dropped a couple of weeks ago, is <laughs> coming down <laughs> coming down to Melbourne, and uh, he's looking likely he's going to get a go on the side as well. He'll be tough to beat. Are they shipping him around for trade bait at the end of the year? I wouldn't take him. Um, Wasn't suggesting uh, that we should take him, but I think that Fremantle's um, tolerance of Pollack has probably reached its end. Yeah, because, mm. I, I mean, I don't know about trade bait. His name hasn't been in the papers. Thank <laughs> you, Connor. Um, we've got Leon back in the side. That's um, that's a positive sign. I think we missed his uh, foil for Alan Didak, if you like. They sort of have a, I agree. a, a role to play when they're both in the side. And I think Leon Davis has also provided uh, a defensive element to our forward line over the last, well, you know, this year, which has been, uh, I think, sorely missed. But, boys, um, let's summarise by talking about our tips for the game. Cono, Driver, Clinton. My view, 2003 Driver, you mentioned in on this round, we won by 41 points. Repeating the dose, I think we'll do just that. We'll beat them by 41 points. Easing off after we get to about 10 goals up. Oh, that's a big call that we're going to get out that far and then ease off. They're crap. Um, they are, look, they are a team we should thrash. Seriously, I'm looking for an 8-9 goal victory, 48-54 points, somewhere in there. I think we've got some boys who are going to want to prove the critics wrong. I know Mick says players don't pay a lot of attention to the media, but you can't have escaped it if you're living here in Melbourne. And the best way to answer the critics is to really shove it up them with a fantastic performance. And I see our forward line exploding on Sunday. And we're going to win by eight, eight or nine goals. We've got our uh, producer here, Clinton Bown, who U- Uber uh, producer, Uber, Uber producer, producer, who's I've, going to provide us with these tips. I've been a bit of the silent assassin tonight, guys, but sitting back and thoroughly enjoying the show from the uh, producer's chair. It's been in your orange pants, Clinton. in my orange pants, tumbling along very nicely. Yeah, how are the post uh, World Cup Blues treating you? They're ve- very nice. Got some sleep back. Now I was down at Burbank Oval today watching the boys train. It was good to see them get back down to Williamstown and get back to grassroots, as Mick said in the presser afterwards. The boys trained really hard. Did a a lot of physical work. It's good to see uh, Bucks down there and Brody trained early, but um, it obviously won't be up for the weekend's game. Uh, I believe, as you guys do, I think we're going to smash them. Uh, the anchor will be up and they'll sail back to Fremantle. I'd like to see 40 point win. Kono. Excellent. Uh, thank you, Clinton. Also, for all your work on CollingwoodFC.com.au, it's been uh, some great coverage over the last few weeks. Good work. Excellent work. I uh, I think Collingwood's going to get off to a uh, 
a slow and steady start. And uh, even though I hate to say with a third-quarter specialist because I'd love to see a four-quarter effort, I think by halftime we'll be up by maybe two goals. And I think the second half will uh, will explode and probably win by a good solid eight or nine goals. Because uh, I just think we are a great team and we need to go into the second half of this season with some very big momentum. We're better than the Shockers and let's go out and prove it on Sunday. And Pie fans, make sure you're there. We're going to need a big crowd to be on our side propelling us forward. Don't just sit back and watch it on telly. Get to the ground if you can. Thanks for joining us again, Pies fans. Let's see you at the MCG on Sunday afternoon. And as we say this week and every week...